Okay, so we're talking about stolen property. Uh, it's already stolen, and um, the robber, the good-for-nothing crook, he's going to have to pay it back, regardless of you know. But but it's uh, it happens, and then it's fed to his kids, and then it's it's long gone. And then the question is, what responsibility do the children have to return, uh, or if the father dies, to return the stolen property? So we have a few contradictions here, uh, meaning in some places it sounds like they have to give it back, in some places they don't. And so the answer that we've given uh, right now, we're in the bottom of 111b, is that it depends on if the original owner still uh, hopes to get it back. Meaning that when they don't, they're not miyayish, it's still theirs. So regardless that the kids, we're not blaming the kids for it. The kids didn't know anything about it being stolen. They're just eating breakfast. They're just going and eating, the, they're just going having a steak, you know, having a chicken or chicken, chicken soup. They're going out shecking the chicken and, you know, they didn't know the father stole the chicken. It just, but the question is, it doesn't make a difference whether you know about it. If you ha- eat somebody else, if you have something that belongs to someone else, and you use it, you have to give it back. You have to pay him back. So when do you, So if what makes it someone else's, if they're not miyayish, if they don't give up hope of getting it back, uh, it's still theirs. But if they did give up hope, then it's not theirs anymore. Uh, now, whoever put it in a circumstance that made them give up hope will have to pay them back. But they did give up hope. They no longer have, are, have any claims on this. It's long stolen, long gone. So, isn't necessarily attributable to, to Yeah, but we've been we've been talking about where it was stolen, right? So typically that. So, um, but that's been the answer that we are using. So, um, and um, uh, uh, let's let's start uh, uh, five lines from the bottom. Omar Mar Engzela Kayemis Potter. We said if the, th- the stolen items are no longer here, the kids don't got to pay. Isn't that a, proof, uh, a question on Rav Chista, who said that the kids are responsible to pay back? They don't have to pay back if they ate it uh, after the owner long gave up hope of getting it back. Omar Marg We said if it's still here, they do got to pay. So that's a question Rabbi Barakam, who said you don't. That's before the Yish. So all the questions are answered depending on is it before Yish or is it after Yish. If the owner didn't give up hope, then the kids got to pay it back. If the owner did give up hope, the kids don't got to pay it back. And we're on the top of today's page. He learned this discussion on the following case, not about returning stolen uh, property that the father took. What if the father took interest, meaning it's illegal for a Jew to charge interest from a fellow Jew without a heteriska. So, and uh, 
they, uh, the father dies, and they got all this money there, and they say, where did he get it from? Oh, it was interest. So what do the kids do? Can they use that interest money or not? So, the father left them an inheritance of interest money. And they know where this came from. They know who the father charged the interest on. The kids don't got to pay it back. So what's the reason? You see from here, this proves that the kids are like removed from it. The father, whatever the father did, he did. And then the kids, they're like a buyer. They're like, it's, when they inherited it, it's as if the father's estate, when he pa- died and passed it on to the kids, that's like uh, somebody that bought and sold something. They're removed from the original sin of the interest and they can keep it. So this proves that he's right. Rabbi says, No, really, this is a, an age-old debate, how inheritance work. Does the kid become the father and puts on the father's shoes, or is he, like, removed from the father? Really, is he a lokeach? Is he a buyer? Or is he, like, an inheritor? So really, he says, Yorish Lavkush, it's not like a buyer. I, why over here is he allowed to keep it then? Shani uh, Don't take interest, uh, and uh, don't take various forms of interest. It, it, it says, if you take it, you've got to give it back. The one who took it, the Torah said, don't keep it, give it back. It's very specific. Only the taker, the interest taker, is the one the Torah says. So our question was, if the kids are really not removed, it's not as if the father's estate sold it to their estate and they're far removed from the sin. But actually, they take over their father's estate, and here's interest money sitting there. Why don't they got to give it back? Because specifically, the Torah emphasized the interest taker has to give it. it it's not that it doesn't belong to him. That, that, was a, that was the deal that he made. I'll give you my money if you'll pay me interest. So it is his. He legally owns it. But the Torah told him not to make those kind of rules, not to make that kind of case. So, uh, but the kids, uh, the Torah specifically says it to him. So, uh, um, so, Wait, so it, once he has the rivets, then it's it's not an issue. Is that for the kids to keep it? Yeah, yeah, correct. It would be for him to give it back. Correct for him, yeah. for him the but, term, but for not for the you. right. We're okay. saying for the kids, they don't have to. Is that the same thing as like a grafted tree once it's planted? Could be, know? could be. There are a lot of things once they happen. They, that's right. That's right. Or, or, or they weren't the one that did it. Yeah, but why not? It, if ribbons is such a terrible thing, shouldn't they? Yeah, but right. for whatever reason, the Torah only required the, the one who took it to give it back. Someone else, now maybe it's, a, could we have always like, let's say, and, and yeah, good, you know, it could be, it's like a good, um, but, but, right, but technically we're saying that they're not required. But nevertheless, it sounds like it would be a good thing for the Yarshem to be Miskaper for their father if they would give it back, correct? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. That, that's a, like a mention. Kind of right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I think we all kind of think that way, but it, it doesn't say, I don't know. It's hard to... Yeah, I mean, 
They say Kaddish. They should try to book on, and they should try to make make a kapara for his sins. I mean, but but know. would it help? Would it really help? In other words, he took interest. He put the screws on somebody and took a pound of flesh. He took, you know, he made, he gave that, he loaned the guy money, and he made him pay for every inch of it. And so now he died, and he never cared that he was hurting these people by charging them all to, to, for the loan. So does it help if the kids want to give the money back? You know, I, I, I don't keep the books. I don't know what you think. <laughs> okay, so it's a good question. We're all really asking... It, is it, does it fix it? Does it help the father if we give the money back? Okay. You almost like, can you be a shliach for right. the one that did that? Correct, correct. On the other hand, yeah, no, this person... No, no, it's more, it's, it's more than that. Because, you know what, Hashem Hashem tell Rachel Vachan, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like from, from one generation to the other. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the sins of the fathers are, are visited on the sons. It's, it's, it's more than that. Yeah. It's not just a shliach. Right, right, right. It's you like know, they, 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 inherit, they inherit. It's a package. They inherit the the Yerusha and everything that their father did. They have to redeem their family, and then this person was wronged by their father. This poor person, the father took advantage of. Yes. Wouldn't it be appropriate for the kids to help him out? You know, give him the money back, or yeah, you know, I hear. Uh, right. But no, so that's what love him. All yeah, right. yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Man de masa amasnisen. So if you learn it on the Mishnah. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Manda Mastia Brysa, if you learn it on the Brysa, that they don't got to give it back. Certainly in the mission, you don't got to give it. But if you learn it on the mission, Manda Mastia Mesisa Brysa, Rami Barchama, Ava Brysa, Rami Barchama Karava Mastile. So it's a question on this uh, uh, this question of when you uh, are you obligated to give it back, but would there be a difference between the giving back of the interest and the giving back of the stolen money? Um, by the by, the next generation. Tanrabban, Hagozomayachosbanef. Somebody steals and they use the the theft to feed their kids. and the kids don't got to pay back. What if it's like sitting there? It's sitting in front of them, and the kids are bar mitzvah. If they're older kids, uh, they can't eat it. They got to give it back. Katanim, if they're minors, patzim, they don't got to pay. Vimomer gedolim. What about if the big kids say, uh, We don't know what our dad did. You know, we trust our dad. We didn't, you know, there's somebody comes and says, You see that cow over there? That used to belong to me. Your father stole it. That sheep, you know, don't, don't, don't have lamb chops. Don't, don't use that for supper. That belongs to me. So we're saying now the big kids, they better give it back. The small kids, they don't got to worry about it. What if the big kids say, we don't know what our father, you know, if we, it's not our business how the, how, you know, father worked for the mafia. We don't know how he got it, right? It's Pater, Mishum, Da'omri, Enayim, Pturim. So, um, but the Gemara says, when is ignorance an excuse? <laughs> Can the big kids just say, oh, we had no idea that's how father got this money. Uh, does that help? So that's the question. Mishum, uh, because Mishum Da'amri ain't on a yod in Peturim, just because they say we don't know, we'll find out. <laughs> find out where that thing came from. So Amrava Hakakam, this is what we mean to say. If they say we know our dad, dad he, he, uh, he doesn't have anything that belongs to you. We trust our father. So then they don't have to pay. 
It comes out that if they say, we know our father, and he said it's not stolen, then they're not obligated. Um, now, the other guy says that the father took it from them, but they can say, if they say that, uh, that they know their father, then, then they would accept that. Tanya Idach, we learned in another place. We're, we're running into uh, multiple opinions here and distinctions about what to do with the stolen property or the claim of stolen property on what the kids are finding. Is there a difference between the older kids and the younger kids? And what about if the kids think that they trusted their father that he didn't do it? Or what if they say they don't know? They don't got to pay. If they had been doing tanim, then they have to pay. One second. Why would the younger kids if the, uh, have to pay? Didn't we have before that if a child actually goes and damages, you're out of luck? Because since he himself is not responsible, you're stuck. A child goes and he, he goes and he takes something of a person's. He damages. So if he damages, we said you, the last thing you want to do is run into a child. So then we had a debate when he's bar mitzvah, does he got to pay? And we said also if you run into a woman, she won't have to pay without her husband. But what if she gets divorced, right? But, but you don't want to run into a child because if the, at least it's like an uninsured motorist. If the child is the one is driving the car, you're in bad shape. So they, you don't want to... So, but if that's true, that a child doesn't have to pay for damage, so why would he have to pay if he ate his father's stolen food? Basically, whatever a child does, he gets a pass. He's a child. The so, father's living now? Um, now? He's not in the picture anymore, somehow. Okay. Okay. You're, the father definitely has to give it back. The right, father right, definitely... Right, right, but he's, he's not around. The question is, can we go to these kids and say, you've been eating stolen food. Give it how back. Cotton, how did cotton get to Arusha? It's in the house. It's in the it's in the estate. They they come home and uh, the uh-huh. you know it's. Uh, so they're just innocently eating it. I don't even know why there would be. A, uh, yeah, we're not blaming them, but the question is, are they uh, are they obligated to? Points it out to them. Correct. But our question is, if somebody points out, by the way, yeah, kid, you damage this, they don't got to pay because kids don't have liability. So if they don't have liability, why would they have to have liability for eating stolen stuff? That's the Morris question. It shouldn't be any different than when they cause harm that they get off free. So This is the answer. We're talking about the father put it there, but it wasn't eaten yet. It's still here. See, you could talk about the past liability, you're out of luck. Uh, maybe they don't got to pay for the past. But as long as it's still here, it's not the past. So bang the dough and bang, then they got to pay it back. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. So the question, how to read the case. The case was he, le- he put it in front of them, but it didn't say they ate it. He put it in front of them means that after the father's no longer around, he, he, it was left He's in the... It's not in the room or whatever. Right, right. But the question was, did he put it in front of them and did they eat it? Or did he put it in front of them and they didn't eat it? And then the question is what to do. Mm-hmm. So we're saying is it... Uh, it, it wasn't eaten, and so that's why you, you could claim it. Omar Rav, a new case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we interpret when you say eaten to mean something meaning used as well? Because not everything is food. Correct, you correct. Correct, yeah. And that's actually what's just coming up now. Um, the father dies or is away, and uh, the kids uh, have, they see there's a cow here in the house. Uh, can they use that cow? 
So uh, the father had it on loan from the, uh, the loan cow, borrowed the cow from the neighbor. So uh, the kids, they see the borrowed cow. They're allowed to use the, uh, the terms of the borrow. Now, what happens if the cow dies? Are the kids considered borrowers? If you borrow, uh, if someone does you a favor, loans their cow, you have extreme liability. Anything that happens, you borrowed it. He was nice enough to loan it to you. But the kids didn't borrow it. They just found it there. So do they, they like take over their father's borrowing lease? So we say they, they can use it, but they, um, they're not obligated to pay the father's borrowing lease because they thought it belonged to their fathers. They didn't accept that liability. Um, uh, they're not liable for, for uh, things that happen or beyond their control. Now, what about if it went further? They thought it was their father's, and so they shechted it. They didn't know it was a borrowed cow. And they shechted it, and they ate it. So they did benefit, they did belong to someone else. So they have to pay, but they can pay the cheaper rate. They can pay, they, they can pay for the, the cost of cheap meat. They don't have to pay the cost of an uh, uh, expensive cow. On the other hand, if the father left an estate and there was damage to somebody's borrowed cow, because then there's, there's what to pay for it. In other words, if the kids are totally innocent and there's no money, we give them better terms. They didn't do, anything. They didn't do it on purpose. Whereas if there's, a, if there's a, something to pay for the, the, the liabilities of the father, so then it'll go on the father's estate. Some people learn it on the first case, some people learn it on the second case. If you learn on the first case, secondly, second case. And then you would argue your papa. But if you learn on the second case, but in the first case, no, and it's the same as your papa, what did your papa say? Don't your papa. Your papa said. What, what do you mean by first case, second case? Um, the first case was, uh, if the first part was if it died, are you liable for, um, are you liable for the death of the animal? Uh, if, uh, the, um, the animal got sick and it died, do you say, well, they should have taken better care of it, and even though, you know, or, or, or do you not? So the borrower himself is liable, but not the kids. Uh, if it, it wasn't negligence, but are they liable for the onsen? And then the second case, second part is where they shafted it and they ate it. In other words, there's two separate halachas. What happened if the cow died? Do they got to pay? And number two is what happened if they shafted it and ate it? Do they got to pay? So if you learn on the first case that they're not liable on the, uh, for um, the fact that the cow died uh, because it, 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 they, they weren't the borrowers, so the question is, certainly they'd be liable, to, um, they'd get better terms if they shechted it. Or would you say, or what, the question is, how do you look at the liability of the kids in those two cases, on the first case and the second case? So it depends on if you agree with Repapa um, it's only when it's still here they have liability, but not when it's not here. Where did Repapa say it exactly? Dom Repapa, Haisa Paraganuva, lo, if the Parah was stolen already, Vitovku Bishabis. And then he shechted it on Shabbos. So uh, here the question is the famous Kamalai Minarabi Mineh question. Normally when he does the capital thing, uh, he, then we don't hit him with two penalties. But over here, he's saying, well, he already stole it, and then he's shefting it later. So 
he's going to get both penalties. The theft preceded the, uh, the capital case. So when they come at different times, he's going to have to do both. If the cow was borrowed and then it was shechted on Shabbos, then he's putter because he's not guilty of stealing it until he shechts it. Because there he was allowed to, it was, it, he was allowed to have it, it was borrowed. Our rabbis learned. I'd love to spend more time on it, but this, we got to move. You will return the uh, stolen thing that you took. Obviously, the stolen thing was stolen. Why does it say that? You've got to give it back in the same state. Uh, from here, it was said that uh, if the person stole it and, it's, uh, and fed it to his kids, he doesn't have to pay. But if it's still here and you can give it back in its original state, because it's still here. Mm. The big kids are kind, not the small kids. So now we get a story. Bar Chamua de Rav Even a small kid would know that you got to give this back, right? Maybe they know, but are they obligated? Oh, uh, um, or do they know to believe him? So, um, so over here, the story was uh, Rav Yirmiya's father passed away. And he's getting into a fight with his, his uh, stepbrother. So his stepbrother thinks the house belongs to him. And Revirmia, uh says the house belongs to him. And his stepbrother was a minor. And so he goes into the house to take possession. And the kid locks the door. So the smart kid. <laughs> not smart. But Bar Chamua, the son of the uh, father... Of, of, of Rav Yirmiya, Torek Gale Ba'ape de Rav Yirmiya, wouldn't let him in the house. He says, father-in-law, isn't it? That's the father-in-law. Okay, yeah, the father-in-law. Thank you. Uh, so he wouldn't let him in to the house. Uh, let's see the Rashi's. Bar Chamud Rav Yirmiya cut, he's a minor. Torek Gale Delis Pesucha Babayasavib. The door was open, and Yirmiya starts to come into the open door. He slams it in front of Yirmiya. Let's make it more dramatic. Sugger. Sorry, um, his father-in-law. I guess so then it would be his sister's husband. Well, it's his father-in-law's no, no, son. Mother's. So it's like a brother-in-law. His aunt's husband. It's his aunt? Wait, it's uncle? No, no, it's I'm going to go with relative. His father-in-law. That's his wife's son. Right, so it's his... It's like his wife's brother. His wife's brother. His brother-in-law, his, his nice brother, oh, brother but he's a minor, and he sees Rav Yirmiya coming, don't let him in, slams the door, he's finished the Rashi. Lefisha wrote to Rav Yirmiya, Rav Yirmiya wanted to take it away. So uh, this 11-year-old or 12-year-old said, we're not letting Rav Yirmiya into the house. So let's start it again. Bar Chamua, the son of the father-in-law of Rav Yirmiya, saw Rav Yirmiya coming to take possession of one of the houses, so... Tarak Gali Ba'ape shuts the door in front of Yirmiya. So Rav Yirmiya said, I'm, I'll see you in Beisden, young man. And so uh, he, he goes to the base. I mean, that's what you do when you have not, you know. Uh, so Asa Kamei de Revavin, he went in front of Revavin, and uh, Rav Yirmiya thought his buddy Rav Avin is going to you know, kick this kid out. So Omer Shalohu Tavea, he said, the kid's right. The kid is asking for his own. Uh, 
Uh, so the Gemara says, well, what do you mean the kid is right? Rav has witnesses that he uh, had been given this property and the life of the father. Uh, yeah, but these witnesses, um, you have to bring them in front of the... Basically, I guess this house would have normally been belonged to the brother-in-law, unless he could prove that the father had given it to Rav Yirmiya. But any kind of proof, you'd have to do in a Beisden, and he's a minor. And so you can't bring proof against him if he's not there to represent himself. Um, that's typically the rule. You can't bring witnesses, and as Rashi says on the top of the page, he's not here. So basically, he's right because even though Rav Yirmiya feels he has, of course, he, Rav Yirmiya has proof of, that it was given to him, but since he has to show the proof to the minor, and the minor is too young to represent himself, he can't take it away right now. Right now, but when the kid uh, becomes... Later, so that he could have it in Torah, that's right. All right, so the Mora says, are you sure that you can never take anything away from a minor? Vaktani, Bengadon, 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 didn't we learn that if there's something stolen on the property that doesn't belong to the kid, you can bring testimony and get it? So here also, he can come and prove that the house belongs to him and get it. Why not? What's the difference? Yeah, but Sumka said the minor doesn't have to give it back. So uh, we're going to Sumkus you. We're going to hold like Sumkus and say, you can't get it back. Just like Sumka said over there, the miner doesn't have to give the stolen stuff back because he can't, uh, he's not here. He's still a miner. He can't speak up for himself why he feels he's not required to give it back. So, you're going to ignore all the other rabbis' opinions and follow Sumka to take away my property? That's not fair. Uh, why do you got to go like that one opinion? So, uh, so apparently this was a big tumult over here. Meanwhile, So Revohu heard what they were tumulting about. So Amalulo, uh, which was again, this question, can a person uh, who has a, a claim, feels he has a valid claim, bring a minor to court to get it from the minor? So again, the previous case was where the minor had stolen goods. And we sounded like, except for some goods that you could, and here, Rav Yirmiya's uh, minor brother-in-law has taken it away from him. So, didn't you hear what Rav Yosef Bar said in the name of Rav Osha? What happens if you get a wild kid that grabs a person's servant and goes into his field and says, it's mine? What do you do when you get these kids that take your property away? And they say, it belongs to me. And he says, ha-ha, I'm a minor, so you're stuck. I mean, that's really one of the big problems in America today is that the criminal justice doesn't prosecute under 18. So the band, the thieves always get some 17-year-olds to do the actual theft because if they get caught, they know they'll get out the next day because they're kids. Uh, you take advantage of that. Oh, he's a minor. You know, he's, you know so... Uh, so here also, uh, over here, if the kid goes and grabs, he grabs the servants and grabs, and he says it's mine. Uh, you have to understand also, they, uh, the people were much younger in those days too. You know, you, 
11, 12-year-old who's raised around the, the, the farm is probably much more capable than, you know, he could run the place. You know, he could drive and he could much more capable than uh, uh, somebody. Uh, so he runs, he tastes this. So we taught in the name of Osha, we don't let the kid off and say, well, let's wait till they grow up. We grab it from him right away. And then when he gets older, then he can bring the proof. You don't have to let the kid run ruckus over you. And then you can, when he get old, when he gets older, let, you know, then we'll deal with it. But right now, just because the kid is saying it's his, you don't have to listen to that. So, uh, so here also, just because the kid locks the door and says, I'm not letting you in, my brother-in-law belongs to dad, daddy gave it to me. Uh, we don't have to listen to the kid. So that's what he brought. So the more says, me dummy, a hasam who mina. Over there, that's different. He took it uh, that uh, from that other person, Delo Kaimile, Achaska Davua. That there, there was he went and took something that didn't belong to him, so we can take it back and say, let's wait till you grow up if you want to bring a proof. But over here, Rav Yirmiya had a chazaka that it belonged to him. So is it so clear that the kid, um, uh, kid can kick him out or not? Or one second, who has the chazaka de avua? Um, yeah, over here, the kid's in the house. That's the difference. Over there, the kid went and grabbed someone else's property. We say... You know, jump in a lake. When you're older, you'll come, and if you feel it's yours, you'll... But over here, the kid's in the house and has a chazaka that he, he belonged to his father, that the father didn't give it away. Let's see the Rashi. Three lines from the top. How somebody... Uh-huh. Is it also... I would also think that if it's known that the father owned the property... Like in those communities, everyone knew everything pretty much. Mm-hmm. If it was known, then you would say, okay, the miner has a good case. But if it wasn't known that the miner owned it, he could just be squatting. Yeah, but this is fam- it's family politics, though. It, it belonged to, they don't know if he gave it to the son in law or not, or he gave it to the, bro- the brother. Like, but you're correct. If everybody knew. that the father would give it to the child is an inheritance, and that, 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 that's a good, strong case. Sometimes, sometimes though, when the daughter gets married, they give a house for the, uh, they pay, you know, a place to stay for the, uh, the, the daughter. And, you know, it just depends on the, what the... But that would be known as well. That would be in the documents. As part of... Right, right. So that, the big question, though, really is, do we wait till the kid is older or do we deal with it now? That's really the question. It's very difficult to deal with a minor. That's really the question. Let's see the Rashi. Hasam the the Tinek, when the kid goes into the neighbor's property and has the rifle and grabs the servants, so we, t- we take it away and say, when you grow up, then we'll, we'll deal with it. Because he has no proof that it belongs to him. As Richard said, this kid grows up in the house and everybody knows it belongs to his dad. We won't take it away from him. And when he gets older, Revirmia will bring his witnesses and fight with his brother-in-law. But, uh, so that's really the whole discussion here, how to, how to handle that case. When is it? We can't handle it now because the minor can't represent himself. But what do we do meanwhile? Back to Gamar. Omer, and we, we started this issue, though, whether you can bring proof when the person isn't there to represent himself. So Omer, 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 Omer,
He said, you can bring witnesses without the person there. Hey, said, whoa. He wondered about who said that. So, uh, I don't agree. So, he said, no. He says, there are times when you can accept testimony without the person being there. Somebody's sick. Or if the witnesses are about to move away. So, if you're going to say, let's wait till the Baldin comes, the witnesses are on the way to travel across the seas. You'll never have that testimony again. So there are certain circumstances that we can accept testimony. Ideally, we would like the other side there, but it sounds like the, the, he said under certain circumstances you could. Uh, um, or if, let's say, they sent for him to come to court and he doesn't come. In other words, I want to bring witnesses that it belongs to me. And so the other guy says, well, as long as I'm not there, they can't take it away from me. So he doesn't show up in court. So that also. Omar of Yud, Omar Shmuel, the Kabbalah Shalom, you could do it. Omar Maruk, the Yidim Rishim and Shmuel, that is Kigon, the Pisuk Lebedin, that we only do it if you invited him to come, Veshilchulay, Velo Asa. Avalo Piskulay Bedin, but if you didn't invite him, Matsu Omerle, Anulabes and Agano Asa. Maybe he could argue, I didn't come because I was planning on taking him to the big court. I was in the process of, of laying out my case. You can't go and run and you know run with it. Maybe the other person can claim uh, I was about to go to the big court. So Haki Pasule Nami, even if uh, even if this court does do it and he does come, can't he say So this is always a question. When is it that a person can claim I'm not gonna go to this court, I wanna go to another court? Uh, at what point? So if he already has the disca. The disc is like that he had already gone to the big court and that they had said they'll deal with it. Let's see Rashi Diska. The big court tells the lower court we're going to deal with it. Which which court is the case going to be judged in? Uh, but uh, so if he's got the disc, uh, he's got the, the, the message from the big court, so then he could say, sorry guys, I'm not, I don't have to deal with you. I'm going I'm going above your head, I'm going to the big court. But if he doesn't have the disca and, and the other person wants justice, then he could. Back to the Gemara. What about if somebody has an IOU and we want to confirm that document? Uh, do we need the one who the document is against uh, there in court? So he says, You can do that without the, regi- the person there. You're, you're, just, uh, you're, you're just checking out the witnesses. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, maybe he'll tell you something you don't know. I mean, he's going to say, uh, that he's going to tell you it's a forgery, he's going to tell you, look here, look here. Is, is that like testimony? He can refuse the stone. Yeah, can, that's really the question. Is it like testimony where he's got to be there so he can say his side? Or it's just, well, we're, we're just, we're just looking at the star and verifying it. I can explain the reason. But when your ox gets in trouble because you didn't watch it, you've got to be there when they condemn your ox. If you're not there, you're gonna you're, you're gonna defend your ox. It wasn't right. he's a nice ox, he wouldn't hurt a fly. But that, but yeah, the Torah says you gotta be there. How do we hold in this? You could do it without the court there. Even if the guy says, no, no, no. But if he asks for time, I can bring witnesses 
So we will give him a certain amount of time nakinale. If the witnesses come, good. Now, what happens if the witnesses don't come and we have to seize his property because this IOU that has good witnesses says that he didn't pay. Natrinale base hey base. We give him another Monday, Thursday, Monday. Three more court days. Iloasa, if he doesn't come, Kaspin and Piska allow. Then we write a, a right of seizure. You owe guy money, you gotta pay. A judgment. Tishim Yom, but we write the judgment ninety days from now. Tlas and Kama, the first thirty days, Lo Nixon and Domar. Katorak Bazuse, maybe he's trying to pay back the loan before you seize it. It takes a little while to sell off stuff. That's the whole issue going on with President, uh, former President Trump. They, they might seize his New York assets because um, he's, he's, he got a lawsuit judgment against him, but he's got to pay it. So uh, if you don't pay it, they can actually go and seize the, is it Would it be appropriate for them to seize the judgment, or do they assume he needs a, a certain amount of time to get the cash? Right? So that's what's happening over here. The Katarik Pazuse, he's borrowing money. Mitsyasa Nami, the middle 30 days. We don't go down the next day to Omadimolo, Eshka Maybe he can't find anybody to borrow. It takes a while to get a loan. The Katarikum is out and he's 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 taking it's taking him time. Basra, the final 30 days, also we don't go down to Omalakeh Gufa Katarik. Uh, he's got a buyer, but the buyer's got to get the money together. He's working on that side of the loan. Lo asa, if after 90 days he doesn't come, then we let him go and seize it. That's all. If he says, I planned on coming, I'm coming. But what if the guy says, I'm not going to court, I don't go to Beisden, then you can right away take it away. Because he's not coming. That's with a loan. But what if it's an item that belongs to you? It's one thing to take away money from him, he owes you. The other is if he has your thing, and this guy can prove it's my pikadin, then you write it wide away. The key kasvina, we write it on land, but not on movables. Dilma sham of okhulu, because the movables can be, um, if you give him 90 days, it's going to be gone. Milva the okhulu. Milva Um You know what? We will stop here, uh, right here, about this question about the... Uh, we're talking here in the middle of somebody has something that belongs to someone else, and the based in gives him a, uh, a, noti- a collection notice. And the question is, when does Bayesden write it and what are the circumstances? Okay, have a great day, everybody.